Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to say hello and do a little quick intro when I was getting ready to uh, edit today's episode. I looked at the date that we recorded and it was uh, end of February sometime and um, I paused to myself and I thought, holy moly, that was three and a half months ago. And in that time, well, on the episode, I talk about my mom being in hospice. And in that time, my mom has died and I've gotten married. So (laughs) there was a lot packed into those three and a half months and uh, some major stressors, uh, traveling back and forth, flying by myself. Um, yeah, doing my mom's eulogy and uh, sitting with my mom for those 12 days she was in, that I was there with her in hospice. She was in hospice longer, but by the time I, I got up there. Um, and then coming home and, and planning, finishing up planning this wedding. And then a tropical storm hit the day before our wedding, which was an outside uh, wedding. It was planned to be overlooking the sunset over a beach. Um, so we had to switch venues <laughs> the day before, and uh, it all worked out great. So you'll understand, uh, as I'm laughing and smiling, if you can hear my smile uh, over the over the microphone, um, that it is about mindset and positivity and focusing on the blessings because it worked out so amazingly well that we had to switch our venue the day before. Uh, to an inside location and uh, all the miracles that happened um, in that whole process. We had um, the people whose house we were going to have have our wedding at, a beautiful family. Uh, she had reached out to our, we live in a, a gated community on Hilton Head Island, and so she reached out to our POA office and uh, they said, oh, one of the Spring Lake um, in our neighborhood buildings is available miraculously with all the graduations and so forth. And it was Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) And so we said, what? It's available. So we were able to get that um, for a very small fee. And we, we just hightailed it and switched everything over. And all of our beautiful friends and family stepped up. We had uh, our officiant, who is a dear friend from Ohio. Uh, she, um, oh, and that was another thing. There, our beautiful, wonderful soul sister friend, Beth, who had been a guest on this podcast years ago, um, was going to be our officiant, and uh, she died very, very quickly. Uh, her cancer came back with a vengeance. So uh, we lost Beth, and then our wonderful friend Michelle, who has also been a guest on the show, she stepped up and uh, um, became ordained and did our wedding. So <laughs> it just all was beautiful in so many ways. I feel incredibly blessed. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share that keeping a positive mindset and, um, 
Yeah, focusing on the beauty is uh, a gift for yourself. So it does take practice, but wow, then it just becomes habit. All right. Well, you are really going to enjoy today's episode if you enjoyed everything I just said. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Wowbrock, and just super excited to have with me today Bridget Cutshall, and she is founder of Gemini Media, host of Real Things Living podcast, health advocate, speaker, and author. So welcome, Bridget. Thank you so much, Terry. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Oh, me too. And I, after stalking your website and, and all you're doing, I'm just, uh, I'm so thrilled to learn from you. I know the audience is going to be as well. So I know you have a story of, of triumph. Would you like to start with that and tell us, tell us your story? Sure. It's uh, very, mine's very complicated because it wasn't just one issue with, with cancer and my doctor's I didn't understand it there. At one time, they called me a zebra among horses because I've done all the right things and do the right things. But at the same time, we found these issues because I listened to my body. <laughs> and intuition is important. Some people think it's stupid, but no. no. Who knows right where I would be if I wasn't listening to my intuition? Really, the health issues started in my 40s. 40, I was 41 at the time, and my sons were young. So I just had to put on the brave face, but my doctor, my OBGYN, you know, you've got to um, listen to the doctors too, right? But get the right doctor. So y'all work together. (laughs) And because she recommended I have like a um, mammogram, had a baseline when I was like 39 and she thought I should get another one at 41. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then that's when they found something Um, because it wasn't, it was different. And it turns out I had DCIS at the time just I'm sure you've heard of that ductal cancer I can't it's um it was just in the milk ducts and so all good we had I had some uh minor surgery to remove the t- we had to do it twice because I didn't have clear margins I'm like oh yeah this is so much fun right and yeah, then, that's right. and because it they tested it, it was kind of aggressive in a way so which is weird right and then they, they, I decided, okay, let's go ahead and do a little bit of radiation. It's one thing I regret, some radiation to my chest, because now I have you know, scar tissue. But I still wasn't feeling better. And so it was a breast cancer doctor that they were testing my hormones because it was just really, really strange what was going on. And so he wanted to do an MRI of my pituitary, which is in your brain, because that's what controls this. My hormones that were crazy was called prolactin which makes breast milk. And I was, like I said, 41 at the time when I first discovered all this. And four years later, that's when the um, the doctor's like, we're just going to MRI your brain. And that's when I discovered I had this bigger tumor in the back of my head. We're like, right. We're like, what? My pituitary had a tiny one, but it had a bigger one in, um, further back. And that grew slow. So you don't know that it's my body accommodated to it. And some other doctor's appointments, I kept complaining about some aches and pains and they're just trying to prescribe medicine or, you know, pain pill. I'm like, something's not right. And so it was my breast cancer doctor who was a researcher. So we discovered had this other thing and that was, we're like, holy crap. (laughs) That's not really what I said, but um, 
anyway, because I ask a lot of questions, I they didn't. It was rare and it's primary. I mean, it wasn't connected to the the breast cancer. It's what caused the breast cancer. Don't if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I saw multiple specialists because they didn't know what you know because it was rare. And one doctor wanted to do surgery, and I was by myself. And it's one thing: don't ever go to doctors like that alone. That was one. You just because you can't understand what they're saying because you're so little stressed out. Tell oh, them yeah, yeah. brain tumor, like, and I wasn't hearing. And but he wanted to do surgery, and he was showing me like, like what they would do. I'm like, I no, this is not right. The drill in my head, and I saw went to Northwestern University. I'm sorry, hospital in Chicago, and found a doctor who specialized in all this. And he's like, no, that you don't need, you know, that he, he recommended I, up there. They had gamma knife, which is super targeted radiation. And down here in Atlanta area, we had a thing called cyber knife, which is super targeted. And it's new technology at the time. And so I did see a neurosurgeon here in Atlanta. And this is why he monitors it now. And I asked him, if this was your wife, would you do surgery on her for this? And he said, no. And so I knew I could trust him because you got to ask, you know, he wasn't doing it for the money. He really wanted to help. That's how I saw it. So it's, we ended up doing the, the targeted uh, cyber knife and insurance paid for it. It was because it was new. We weren't sure. And um, the risk of paralysis was there if I had surgery. That's what scared me. Yes. And especially in my my face. And um, so anyway, they did that and it shrunk it and it didn't kill it though. And so then the breast cancer came back um, 2014 when I, <clears throat> eight years later after the original one, because the, the, they believe, like I said, it was still kept putting pressure on my pituitary. So we ended up doing, um, well, I had the breast cancer and chemo and it was just, it was very aggressive. And I ended up having, I have a really, I, I had my, I ended up doing, I'm like, I'm going to have a double mastectomy. I'm not going to do this crap ever again. And I had it on my 49th birthday, the surgery. <laughs> but I saw that as a new way to start over in life. And the chemo, we weren't sure if the chemo was going to officially kill the tumor. I mean, the tumor, like I said, it's smaller than it was before, but still wasn't dead. And what actually killed it was a year or two after the chemo and the breast, we did a Tdap booster shot, the tetanus booster shot. They're repurposing that for brain tumors. And that's what killed the brain tumor. Wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, it's so, right. And so I'm so glad. I'm like, yeah, whatever. My It was my OBGYN because she had breast cancer a long time ago too. So she under, kind of understood. And that's why I trusted her. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because it's been, uh, been a long time since I had, um, a tetanus shot over 10 years. I think you're supposed to do it anyway. Yes. But isn't that great? They're repurposing things like that. Yeah. So one thing I did to help me deal with all this, especially after the second cancer treatment, that was hard after chemo. I said, I want to run again. Can you help me? And so they knew I'm a, I'm a long time runner. You couldn't, you're just so tired. And with all the surgery, you needed physical therapy because it just, even though the running involved my legs, right? You still move in your torso. And so I had physical therapy, had a, a therapist who was a runner. So she understood. And I think um, also running helped me heal 
exercise is one of the things I recommend you do when you're dealing with something. Now, not everybody's a runner. I I couldn't ride a bike. I never really, I should say I couldn't. It made me a little dizzy because of the brain tumor, right? So I didn't understand. Now we understood why. And just little things like that. It's just, I have a, it's a really it, the time frame was my entire 40s, 41 to 49. And my 50s have been fantastic. And my, <laughs> that's how I look at it. And I find humor and everything because you just got to laugh about it. I and mean, because that's life. That's why I called the podcast Real Things Living because stuff happens. And yes. you, <laughs> you got to not focus, got to acknowledge something. But I don't believe in focusing on the negative too long because that doesn't help you with healing. Your emotions are involved with it too. And and I, I think running, a lot of people who do run, it does help you physically and mentally. It just something about it just, I'm sure you've heard of the runner's high. Yes. But I think any exercise though, you people who bike get that too. It's endorphins. I don't know why we call it the runner's high, but it, if you're really, don't push yourself too hard. But, and I'm actually in the process of writing a current book called Move For You. I don't know the subtitle yet. It's it's basically about empowerment through exercise. It, it makes you happy and healthier. Yes. And I'm saying move for you because everybody um, gets enjoyment for something, not just running or whatever. Like, I never liked swimming, right? But I liked running for some reason. And you just need to do that. It does help with healing. At a minimum, you need to at least walk, right? Or right. if you have a dog, walk your, we, yeah. that's why we have. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't like running, but I love walking the dog, especially along yes. the water here and living on an island and the beautiful views. And I love swimming. <laughs> right. And it's everybody's different. I think because I didn't know that, I think I had a traumatic incident when I was a young kid. I jumped in a pool too deep. I almost drowned. I think that stuck oh, with sure. me. And someone saved, I was in a public pool and I was trying to show off in front of my brother and I, there was a line in the pool, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I, I don't know how old I was. I was probably seven-ish. And um, I jumped in and I was, I should say drowning. So that was, tr- the guy pulled me out. I, I, I didn't have too much water in my lungs. But I think that's, that's part of it. I do swim. I've done a triathlon. I don't know why I did that. But because I think I had an older brother, right? And I wanted to be like him. And I'm the middle child. <laughs> We're a little bit more riskier and I grew up around the military and meaning I'm a military brat and they also believed kind of jump back to the tumor the type of tumor I have they said is usually caused by exposure to radiation as a so something as a child there there is evidence of that people who are around military bases um I don't know and yeah. my father was you know Vietnam veteran and well he he died long time ago, but he had Agent Orange exposure. So I'm not, you just don't know um, that that was, I'm not quite sure where Agent Orange, how he got exposed to because he wasn't flying in airplanes because that's usually what happens. But right, right. you just don't know. A lot of people's health issues are related to the environment. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, well, one, I thank you for sharing your story. There's so much that I want to go back to. And I'm just making a mental note for myself, the intuit, the intuition part of it, listening to your body, uh, and the rest of it will pop back in in a second. But um, yeah, uh, well, I know, just to correlate with your story, I had done so much healing work on my childhood trauma, like my first 22 years of life. And then was really doing great. Life was awesome, wonderful, moved to this beautiful island. And then I got really, really sick. And I, doctors just couldn't figure out what was going on with me and like didn't know. And I just kept saying to my family, I feel like I've been poisoned. I like crying. I feel like I've been poisoned. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. I knew intuitively something was wrong. And my throat was closing up. I started getting a rash wow. all over my body. Like just things were happening. And, you know, doctors were like putting scopes down my throat and they were testing me for allergies and coming back with no allergies. And they were, you know, <laughs> let's, let's put you on anti-anxiety pills. Yeah. Cause that's going to fix it. What? Right. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm upset because I don't know what's going on. So finally a nutritionist a nutritionist that I, by the grace of God, came across um, and said, Terry, I think you should have your house tested for mold. I think you have mycotoxin poisoning. Oh, wow. I was like, mold? What? Like, our house is gorgeous. We just bought it. It's beautifully rehabbed. And she said, why did they rehab it? And I was like, punk. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, long story short, we ended up finding the house had been condemned for toxic mold. And they lied on the disclosure and did not tell us. And so we moved into this house and I was the canary in the coal mine because of childhood trauma and living in a constant state of stress right? throughout so many years of my life that my my immune system was compromised. My, my body was just weakened. And so uh, I was the one that reacted to um, what was lurking behind walls and under floors. Yeah. So, but anyway, just, just saying that, yes, listen to your body. And that was one of the things I wanted to go back to was um, you surrounded yourself and again, whether purposefully or just by, again, you know, the universe, God, whatever you want to say with people who you had so many people who said, Oh, um, you surround yourself. You surrounded yourself with people who, who got it. Like, people who who had had breast cancer or who understood um, what you were going through. And so that's, I guess, one of the messages that I get from what you're saying is that um, for people to be their own advocates and to keep saying something is wrong, something is wrong and and keep fighting until you find an answer. And uh, yeah, it's another thing I did when you mentioned nutritionists. I also did that too, to help because the brain tumor stuff with the the cyber knife, oh my gosh, you know, that kind of makes your brain swell a little bit. So I was a little dizzy. So then I, I knew I wanted to find out. I did a testing on allergy stuff for food and the regular, the regular doctors are like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. So I found a nutritionist who was, I got, I did integrative health too. I found a doctor who is an epidemiologist. We also does that holistic aspect of it too. And it ended up finding out I have a case in protein sensitivity, which is part of dairy, which is like the chunk and cottage cheese. And 
that wasn't helping with some of the, the pain. And that and so my body's probably working on fighting that. And that's why the cancer's like, hey, we're having fun over here, right? Right. Have to, so I had to eliminate that. And it made me feel so much, <clears throat> excuse me, so much better. And I I lost weight. I wasn't ever overweight, but it made me lose weight because your body is just constantly trying to fight that. And casein protein takes about my, I learned from him about four hours to digest. So we didn't connect like an instant issue with allergy. It took it like, um, whey protein is the note. That's the liquid. I'm just using an example of the cottage cheese. It's the liquid. That's what whey is. And people use that for like sports, but they sure. recommend it for me to not even try whey protein because it's going to be contaminated and it, it will cause allergy problems. It, it did cause allergy problems, but also body aches. And I married a guy from Wisconsin, so you can imagine all the cheese I had been eating. <laughs> but I can eat. Um, I visited my family in France. I had their cheese and I was okay. I couldn't help myself. Sorry. But I was okay. Isn't that weird? So it has a lot to do with the type of, of cow it's coming from. I mean, I, it, it's, I don't eat it a lot when I go to France, but you got to try it. But that's another thing. Eliminating dairy was really, really hard. And when you look, that's why I also became certified in nutrition because I wanted to help myself and help others. If you look at labels, who believe oh. how much casein protein is in packaged stuff? And it, it's like a thickening agent. I was shocked at how much. Now, butter is okay, but I, I try not to do that. It's you you ever heard of um, clarified butter, which is ghee? Yeah, that's what I use. I eat totally holistically now. Like I shifted everything in the way I, because I had lost 58 pounds, like, you know, again, very similar uh, situation. And so, oh my gosh, yeah, eating holistically and paying attention. You're right. Paying attention to, well, I try not to eat anything processed, but when I do look at boxes, I'm like, what is this? What what are some of these twenty seven letter words? <laughs> Pronounce it right. <laughs> right. That's yeah. it was so helpful to, to for me to do that, and I am just so grateful. And you know, people who do eat dairy, it is addictive. And I had to have this doctor help me. <laughs> I didn't realize how addicting it was because that's why people they put that casein protein in package because it is an addictive. Um. For some people, I don't know what it's the texture. I don't know what it is. I um, I just feel so much better. I'm not on dairy. I haven't had dairy in like 13 years. Wow. <laughs> so wow. when we discovered it. Yeah. Yeah. So now going back to the intuitive part of it. So talk to us about like help help the audience understand. Um, is there now? Do you do like meditative stuff? Do you just are you just saying like your body's trying to tell you something? And how do you, how do you listen into that? It's a combination. I do uh, started doing more yoga uh, after all that stuff because you needed to make work on your balance. That's one of the reasons why I was doing that. But just to calm down. But I, I should say calm down. But it, it's very relaxing, especially because I am a runner. You need to do yin and yang thing you, and it help your body recover but it for me it was like weird just some out of the blues pains and I, I was never someone who had a lot of pain right and that's really what it is and I believe 
the reason I chose doctors who are researchers is because they're open to questions, right? And they like that. And they're also, they're intuitive. They understand that intuition is important because everybody is different. Every person is different. And that's kind of why I believe it's happening now. Or, um, should say independent um, care, but everybody is different. So they're working on that now to, to, to ask you questions. I'm sure there's more. I haven't had to go to any cancer doctors anytime soon. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. But I have my checkup in a couple of weeks, but that's something you still have to do because you just don't know. Don't blow that off if you've had it. But to me, intuition is something that I think women in general, we are more open to it. That's mm-hmm. just my understanding. And we don't don't blow it off and don't make sure you're trying to overdo it. Don't push yourself either, especially if you're like like running, for example. Some people are like, oh, I'll just push through it, go through it. Like, no, I don't recommend you do that. Then you end up hurting yourself, right? That's your body telling you to slow down. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you for clarifying. And then another little shift for a second um thriving i know that was another thing you brought up that that um or maybe i brought it up but <laughs> i i i know we've talked about it i've talked about it moving from this survivor mindset which is um you know i don't want to say negative but you're just sitting in this in this i i survived it space that shift into thriver which that that just makes all the difference in the world. Can you talk about how you how you guide people? I know you write books. I know you you have your podcast. What are some ideas for for making that shift? Well, the first thing is to make sure you have the right support group. They're going to help you get through that, right? And I think my first book that I wrote was after the first cancer, and I gave it a whole bunch of copies to the chemo pod that I was at. <laughs> Because I wanted them to be, to to see, you know, I made it. She, this girl made it through here. And I wanted to see if there's the light at the end of the tunnel. I've always, for some reason, innately have been more positive and I've been made fun of. But those people are Debbie Downers if they make fun of you, right? But I think the Thrive, I didn't mention this earlier, but right before the second cancer diagnosis came about, I was laid off from a corporate job along with other people. And so I, you felt really bad and low self-esteem. And then you have told, you're looking for a job. Then you're told you got cancer. Like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right. What do I, so I, I knew I couldn't, it wasn't the right thing to do to be looking for a job. I had to take care of myself, but I had one of my clients who convinced me to start my own business. And that's how Gemini Media started. So it helped give me some confidence. I do have value. You know, they uh, you have value to provide to others, and that's kind of where this all started. And it's it was very helpful. I didn't want to just sit there like and just like you said, feel bad about myself. Oh, I'm going through cancer again, and, I'm, and I've been fired because that was. I mean, you kind of get over that, but I found a way to get through it. Having and it was a lot to do with my support team, and I was authentic. I told the truth to people that I had worked with, like, hey, I got cancer again. Key, I don't think I should be looking for a job. And that's when they're like, you know, so much about this world and the publishing and all that. Why don't you do your own thing? I'm like, and so they gave me some projects to work on. And it wasn't huge in the beginning, just because I had to focus on healing. But it also 
but having that self-esteem helps you thrive really does confidence yeah wonderful well and again i i say the same thing like just being able to take turn your pain into purpose right and uh being able to um i borrowed that from my from a friend who just launched a book and i love that i was like oh my gosh that's a great mindset to have um and yeah so you took what you had been given at the time and and used it to well and to help others along their healing journeys correct help others because they there's a lot of so much technology changes constantly in every in industry not just the industry that I'm in, but I know the connections and to help them. And I look at also what they want. I'm a good listener and um, with my clients, <laughs> just kidding. Not, not with my husband. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> but you got to help them find, you just try to thriving is also looking at different options and different perspectives. That's part of it. People kind of get stuck. Yeah. And I think that, um, you just got to be cheerleading each other on. And I I just have to give credit to that client who was my cheerleader because I really, truly didn't know what was going to happen and how it was going to work going through chemo treatment, right? And so yeah. being my own um, company or whatever, I, I I came up with the name Gemini Media because I'm a Gemini and we kind of, I had, a, it was kind of impulsive, but I'm yeah. also with my, you know, it's everybody likes that name. I don't know why. Right. right. But I it has uh, a good flow to it. It's got a good ring. It, it right. And I didn't know there's one in California too, but whatever. Um, but I'm in, in Georgia and I, I I really appreciate the the feedback I got from everybody. And because I'm just I've always been curious and I'm asking asking questions is really what helps you yes. um, solve problems, but you can't do it by yourself. That's what some people I think they try to ignore. And that's really going to help you thrive if you get help and not ignore things. Well, I think what you said about building a support network, you had mentioned Debbie Downers. And just, I mean, truly, those are the ones because I've finally come to the place to where I realize I can take a step back and be like, you know what? Their attitude and, and ridicule has nothing to do with me. That's about them and wherever they are in their life and on their journey. And so I can just walk away from it and then just surround myself with people who are encouraging and uplifting and supportive and loving and all of that goodness. And we have every right to do that, to, to put those boundaries up and say no to that toxicity. Yes. That's not going to help you thrive. If you are drowning in that, is that the right word? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So true. I got to tell you something really fast. I meant to say it when we, when you were talking about, I'm sorry you went through that incident and with when you were younger in a pool, but my sister and I were just talking the other night. We've been reminiscing uh, as my, our moms in hospice. And so our childhood has been coming up and we've been talking right. the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Last night we were texting back and forth about our favorite candies and cereals as kids. And it was just fun, but we were talking about swimming and I said, oh my gosh, you know, I remember like mom taught me how to swim. I was the oldest of the two of us. We were at our, we lived in an apartment complex and we had this pool in the seventies. And uh, my mom was standing there, you know, with her vodka in her hand and she 
shoved me into the deep end. I I, I think I was about four and she said, swim or die and shoved oh me God. in. And so I swam because I was like, well, I don't want to die. So I figured out that's how I learned how to swim. I'm surprised I like swimming. It's I think what happened to me, I jumped in and I think I had a bunch of water go in my lungs because oh, I, yeah. I thought yeah. I was going to be able to stand. And that's when I they saw me panicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I yeah. think my my brother was there, but he didn't see me. And some thank goodness a gentleman was there. You know, I was supposed to stay on one side of the line <laughs> and I didn't, but right. whatever. I was like, there's my brother. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember those lines and pools. Sometimes they'd have a rope, but sometimes they wouldn't. And it's like, you can't expect little kids who are like, oh, no, I didn't be paying I'm attention like, oh. to the line. <laughs> I see a line and I, there's my brother. I got to go get him. That's kind of yeah. what it was. And then I thought I was going to still be standing. I think that's what it was. I had a bunch of yeah <laughs> pool water. Went in my lungs and I'm well, probably was glad doing. someone saw. <laughs> right. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, I was adventurous. That was part of it. I didn't think, you know, we're very reactive as children sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. Well, is there anything that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about yet? I can't really, nothing other than just, you know, make sure if you're dealing with something, it, your support group is important. You try to, I'm so grateful for my hero. My husband was there. My my sons were there for me. And I, I probably um, bothered them a little bit because they were, like I said, young. But I tried to stay positive for them. And I think being positive for everybody, some people think it's cheesy, but I just think it helps you, right? It helps you get over the tough times. And yes. just listen, again, listen to your body. And if you are doing some kind of exercise, if you start feeling a little pain, especially at my age now, you got to stop and don't go through it because you end up causing other issues. Right. Right. I love it. And read and take notes. And I love to journal, by the way, I think just writing on memories is so my kids will be dying laughing one day when they see this stuff. (laughs) I I I have a diary from when I was a little kid and I read it recently and it said that I was going to marry Donnie. <laughs> and then later I was going to marry Davy Jones. <laughs> but I um, wrote a lot about just, I was just a little curious writer kid. I guess that's what it was. And, and I'm so glad I had, even though I had, you know, weird things happen to me as an adult, it helped me get through it, to be honest with you, you know, having the curiosity in and not being afraid to, make a change. Yes. Well, I haven't said this for probably a couple of years on the show, but I'm going to throw it out there out here because it seems appropriate. But my nickname that I was given years and years and years ago, I'm sorry if you don't like foul language, cover your ears, was glitter shitter because <laughs> I'm such a happy, I just tried to see the world through, you know, the lens of gratitude and joy and positivity and always just trying to see the silver lining and the bright side of things. And, but I think because I had been through such horrific trauma and made it through out of that darkness and into the light that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, there's so much beauty and so much to be grateful for. And so, yes, I'm totally on board with the positivity part of it. And I think part of my issue is oh, she my issue, being a military brat. You never see your father. You never yeah. do. And that was kind of maybe why I followed my brother everywhere. Then I helped raise my sister 
Right. But I was, she saw me as being positive. So that's good. So she remembers yeah. that at least her brother, yeah. my brother, my brother, excuse me, did a lot of pranks on me, but I, we did some on my sister, but back then in the seventies, we were free roamers. So I think that maybe that, maybe that was helpful, but you know, there's a lot of other issues that um, you just got to acknowledge them. I think that's one thing people do is they don't acknowledge them and they just need yeah. to, that can cause bad stress internally. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, pay attention. Right. Don't, don't push it away because it's something somewhere is trying to tell you something. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. So now how do, how do folks get a hold of you and your books and all that fun stuff? The best way is to go to my website, BridgetCutchell.com, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-C-U-T-S-H-A-L-L.com. And that's where I have links to my books that I have under the resources section. I also have a YouTube channel called Real Things Living. I share stuff on there, not just podcast clips, but I like to share some stuff about exercise. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm more active on LinkedIn than I am on Instagram because of my business. Yeah. But um, it, it makes sure you spell Bridget correctly to find me because <laughs> the US they add D's, but it's B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's just been such a joy to have you here today. It's been great meeting you. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate the opportunity, Terry. We have a lot in common. Yes, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space i very much appreciate you all right bye-bye